0: everyone and welcome back to totally myself i'm your host monica Cotolan, and the friend the advisor you might have not asked for but you might need <laughs> Okay, so breaking the cycle of toxic patterns and healing our triggers. This is what we're going to be talking about. And there's been many, many times in my life where my mind was so set into my deep unresolved wounds that I sabotaged my own growth and self-awareness and chose the wrong types of people to be in a relationship with or date. And today we'll talk about how to heal those unhealthy patterns, breaking the cycle and recognizing and overcoming our toxic And I want to start by saying this, you are not your triggers, stop identifying yourself with your triggers. You are not your emotions. And I'm going to dive deep into that and you will understand exactly what I mean with this at the end of this episode. And I'm going to share some story time. Like over the years, as I started to work onto my own traumas that I had from childhood, I realized how my abandonment trauma had affected my life in such a tremendous way and how it built over time an anxious attachment style that I was most able to see in my relationships and as normal, I was affected by it and it built a lot of insecurities that obviously had led to me keep choosing the kind of relationships that had a toxic pattern because that was that I was used to. It was what I had perceived as love because when you are not actively working onto your emotions and understanding them, you will not identify the patterns that you keep go for. Or you might not even see that the one that is keeping sabotaging herself it's you (laughs) and I can tell this from my own personal experience because as an adult that I became to have the anxious attachment style it simply manifested toxic for me because I wasn't seeing myself as being worthy of being loved and now I'm not just going to be talking about my attachment style but I'm pretty sure you can relate regarding to yours So because of it, I was simply not seeing myself as being worthy of being loved, causing me to feel anxious and to engage into the kind of connections that were more a hardship in which I was always trying to prove myself as being worthy of love, when in reality, I was. And when I realized that I always had that fear of being abandoned because subconsciously I had abandoned myself as well, I took such a deep cry. And I saw that subconscious belief that was built because of my abandonment trauma. I had built this deep belief that I deserved it because I never had gotten closure for it. So that's why when I am advising you to do the shadow work, for example, and as I mentioned in previous episodes, to sit down with the old versions of yourself, like you when you were a child, and to give yourself everything that you didn't had, and also to give yourself closure because I'm pretty sure that nobody had probably experienced closure from someone else that hurted them when they were kids that or that simply hurted them when they did not deserve to be hurt. And it's hard to release unimplemented belief that hurted you when you don't get closure. So the toxic pattern that followed in my adulthood was basically choosing in a relationship, for example, a man that was emotionally unavailable because that was my normality perceived as love. Someone who love bombed me in the beginning and then kept me stuck while feeding in my infinite energy. Why? Because That was my both father figures, and as adults, we do tend to choose the kind of partner that brings a familiar feeling of love that we know as love. So for a long time, I was keep falling into the unhealthy patterns that I wasn't working on. And yes, I had been around a few toxic and manipulative men. I can say that at some point, I did build myself some unhealthy patterns in myself. I basically became somehow toxic. also and learn about manipulation trust me to its finest and it's not bad to have knowledge but it's good to work on your triggers so you don't tend to manipulate someone as well and I've been there I could manipulate someone from the toe to the hat I swear but I choose not to obviously because I don't want to have something that isn't real and I know that people manipulate when they can't get something naturally through their own authentic behavior or character so you could call it silly or whatever but I am I'm proud of myself for choosing to not become like one of the people that had emotionally abused me. Because a lot of people are using this as an excuse, you know, to be bad in return to other people that literally had done nothing but good to them. But anyways, that's not my point. I can also say that at some point I even built like a toxic coping mechanism trying to not get hurt. So I isolated myself from relationships, thinking that if I don't get into a relationship till I am healed, I will not be getting hurt again, which it's not actually true. So I just had to do a lot of self-reflection and shadow work so I can be fully aware of my own red flags or issue or call them triggers. And I can say that I've been through a few situationships from which I learned a lot because I've learned that before observing them, I need to observe myself first, my own behaviors and my own reactions. And I did the best thing for myself and I had created strong boundaries, which I strongly advise everyone to do so for myself, you know, so that I I take care of myself and not fall for less than I deserve or allow myself to betray my values. So when I saw that multiple of my boundaries had been crossed, for example, I respectfully left the situation I was in. Sometimes it was painful, yes, because maybe I was emotionally attached already and pretty sure a lot of you have been in this situation. But sometimes your boundaries got to be stronger than your feelings. Remember this, sometimes your boundaries got to be stronger than your feelings. Because feelings can fade, you know, in a connection with someone, but your needs will not. So keep this in mind, especially when you want to go from a toxic attachment to a secure attachment. When you do that, you will start to build healthy patterns and replace the toxic, unhealthy ones. Suddenly, when you do that self-work, you will see how your world changes and like, boom, also not having a taste anymore for unhealthy partners as well or unhealthy habits or things that you used to live before as normal that you don't want to have in your life anymore. You might find it funny, but I swear I couldn't even label a healthy man before more than a boring character. (laughs) A boring character. Once you will start to heal those patterns, you will be automatically more open into seeing them interesting and not boring. A relationship can be more than uh, full of thrill addiction and a challenge. It should feel like peace. It should feel like a safe space where you feel safe to be vulnerable and not be afraid to even tell that you are being triggered by something in an open communication. So I don't believe that you need to be fully healed or that all of your triggers need to be healed too. Because a lot of those triggers will show up only in a connection with someone on a deeper level. Trust me, like you are never going to be triggered by someone that you don't have feelings for because that's when they will show up your triggers. What you have to do first is to make sure that if you choose to be in a relationship, choose one that allows you to be comfortable and open. Then you won't have the tendency to project your insecurities onto the relationship and rather let the relationship show you where you have to take your insecurities and separate them from the connection that didn't create them in the first place. Study what started it, what started your trigger. And if it's from the past, let it be there and talk about it openly. I am in a relationship at the moment. I had to say this as well. It's very recent, like I won't tell much about it, but I can say that I had already learned a few things, like good things. When you give yourself the time to heal, you can give a real chance to a connection that is good for your nervous system. And this is how my relationship feels so far. When I decided to give it a real chance, I stopped doing things that were taking my attention away, like my sincerely, but talking to multiple people, for example, and I know that a lot of girls or guys still talk to a lot of people while they are dating. Me personally, I think that's wrong. Then you don't actually focus your energy onto one person and it diminishes a lot from the essence of the connection, you know? So this is like just a small example of one unhealthy pattern that I stopped to be able to give a chance, a real chance to this guy. And in the beginning, it was really hard (laughs) because all of a sudden it's like you don't get so much attention, you know? And it's not necessarily about validation but somehow it is and I'm just gonna call it out because that's what it is and you feel like oh but maybe they don't give me enough attention but that's not necessarily that this person that you are dating at the moment, it's not giving you enough attention. Maybe it's just you pay more attention now to just the attention from this person because you don't get attention from multiple places. So instead of abandoning this and going back to the old pattern that you used to have to get validation or not necessarily that, but to talk to multiple people t- to feel like you were getting a lot of attention, try to give yourself some time instead to sit with those feelings. Try to do something useful with that time, okay? Because you don't need to be in contact with people all the time. You can use that time for yourself and you might be able to use that time to work on one of your passions or to to something that you want to achieve this year. I mean, I'm sure you're not going to be able to learn a new language, but I mean, if you really focus on it, it depends on the amount of people you used to talk to, (laughs) but I'm sure you get what I mean. So top important points for you to be able to heal your toxic patterns is to observe your own triggers. That's the first one. And this doesn't necessarily have to be something regarded to you, but let's say you get into a conversation with uh, someone, with your partner, and then they suddenly ask you something and then they need some time to reflect onto what you have just talked about. So they tell you that they're going to talk to you in like some time after they had sat with their emotions or whatever they're going through and they're going to be present again. And you might get triggered by that instead and feel like they're taking a break from you, that maybe you said something wrong, that maybe you were too much or that maybe they are going to leave you or they are bored or that you might have actually done something really wrong and this person needs to take some time away from you. This could be triggers and I can tell you from personal experience, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. You are actually... From a wound that you have. It is completely normal for someone to need some time away to reflect on their own emotions and is the healthiest thing to do. Why? Exactly so that they will not be reactive towards you. Maybe whatever they had to talk to you about and you told them a simple answer, it wasn't related to you anymore. So then instead of them going on with the conversations and putting blame on you that was not supposed to be there, maybe they just needed some time alone so they can figure it out so that they don't project any of their emotions, any insecurities onto the connection that they have with you. So this is a really good example. Like when Whenever you feel like you were triggered, like you observed you were triggered by something, try to identify that trigger and learn how to make the difference from is this actually coming from something that this person said to me? I'm triggered by something they said or I'm triggered because this thing that they said to me somehow reminds me of something that had been said to me before and it ended up with me feeling guilty or feeling like I was too much. You need to separate your triggers From the actual person you're talking to sometimes. That's why it's really good to observe them because most of the times they don't actually come from them. They don't actually trigger you. You might be triggering yourself and the moment that you don't allow yourself the space and time to sit down with your own triggers and observe them and feel them and analyze where they come from, the next wrong thing that you do is you're starting to project from your own anger or your own feelings or your own pain. And that's never going to bring anything good in the relationship or the connection that you're trying to build with this person. Then the next very important advice that I have to give you is to observe your insecurities. Like know where you feel insecure about and talk openly with this person you are in a relationship with about it so that they know. I think it is important. And a lot of us might be like, oh, I'm not going to tell this guy what I'm feeling insecure about because then he's going to use those things against me. But then if this is your worry, I don't think you should be with this person. If you don't feel safe enough to be vulnerable to tell your person about some of your insecurities, then it means either you're not allowing yourself to build a space for vulnerability in that connection, either this person just doesn't make you feel safe enough for you to be like that. Redirect your anger. This is also top-tier advice. Don't react when you feel angry because of your triggers. Take some time alone. Go make yourself a coffee. Go for a walk. Just take a break. Sit down with your anger. Allow it to be felt so that you can understand it and then release it. But never react. Never react when you're angry. This is never going to bring anything good. You're not just going to be triggered yourself and you're going to end up having anger, but you're going to be triggering the other person as well. And this is just going to end up into having a conflict. You can, of course, Still have a conversation with someone and explain to them that you are maybe angry or you don't want to react, so you need some time alone, but never just react based on your anger. This is never going to bring anything good. Then, of course, you should work onto your insecurities. Now, when we talk about insecurities, it could be super subjective because everyone has their own insecurities. So when I'm addressing to this, you will know what you need to work on. So I'm not going to go super deep into that. Another super important thing is for you to build boundaries. Build very strong boundaries within yourself and then don't allow anyone to step on them. Respect your boundaries. This is what's going to set a filter for yourself whether you're in a relationship or you're looking for a relationship with someone. Either in your personal growth and career, whatever you are focusing your energy into right now. They are going to be your best friends. Just like some guardian angels. When you don't cross your own boundaries, you also don't allow anyone to cross your boundaries. So you are protecting your core values. Otherwise, you're going to be keep sacrificing yourself for situations that you don't belong in. And when you do that with the wrong people, you Teach them how to treat you. When you don't respect your own boundaries and you allow someone to step on your boundaries, you are literally teaching this person how to treat you. And then the moment you keep betraying your boundaries, they're going to be like, oh, okay, then this works. I don't have to work so much on this. I don't need to be better at this because they are okay with whatever I give them. So your boundaries has to be as strong as your standards. You cannot have high standards if you don't have strong boundaries. Otherwise, those are just expectations. Very important for you to surround yourself with people that promote healthy patterns in you and in themselves. And here I'm talking about like friendships. You need to build a support system that you have around yourself with people that inspire you to be better or that are at your level that always push you to be the best version of yourself and vice versa as well. Then self-reflection and awareness are super good for you. Take time to reflect on your own actions, thoughts and behaviors. Do shadow work. We have a special episode about shadow work. Be honest with yourself about Any toxic patterns you might have developed, like self-awareness, it's key to making positive changes. The moment you start to be accountable for your behaviors, you're going to stop blaming everything that's outside of yourself for everything that's happening in your life. And then you're going to take charge of everything and you're not going to allow yourself to experience things that you don't want to experience. In order to break the cycle of toxic behavior, it is super important to first identify and recognize common toxic traits as well. These traits can manifest in various ways and have like a significant impact in our relationships, our personal growth, and overall like our well-being. And here are like some toxic traits to be aware of and aware of in yourself also. I'm going to be talking about manipulation. People with toxic traits often manipulate others to get what they want. They may use guilt, gas. Slide or emotional blackmail to control those around them. And sometimes when you've been through these kind of toxic patterns for a long time, you might be the one who has a tendency to use guilt trip onto someone when they don't get what they want or to gaslight someone when they don't want to be accountable for something that they did. So if you identify yourself with any of those things, you need to write it down and to understand why. Because This is not okay and this is not going to bring you closer to the things that you actually want. And also for you to stay away from people that are manipulative, obviously. Then talk about the lack of empathy. One of the most telling signs of toxic behavior is a lack of empathy. Sometimes, if you had been creating like a self-defense mechanism to not get hurt, you might struggle to understand and relate to the feelings and experiences of others. Often, maybe you feel like dismissing others or invalidating their emotions. And I'm not saying that you do this, but if you've been through a lot of toxic patterns, then you might observe this thing in you. If you don't, then that's great. (laughs) But if you do, write it on a piece of paper and analyze it. Then jealousy and envy. Toxic traits can also include feelings of jealousy and envy towards like others. This can even lead to a toxic competition. Like when you feel like you have to compete, you know, let's say you are a girl that's jealous or you are a jealous person in general. You see that this had became a bit too much. Maybe it is just because you feel insecure about something. Maybe just because you don't trust this person. That's why you need to write it down. Controlling behavior. This can involve a need for control and power, and it can manifest as an attempt to control someone else's actions, decisions, or even their emotions. And I remember that I used to have this uh, toxic trait at some point. I had the need to feel like I have the power over the situation so that I don't feel weaker just because of that toxic coping mechanism that I told you about that I had built when I started the episode. How I stopped this was to realizing that there is an art in not forcing anything. Everything that comes to you from someone without you having to control anything, it's pure. And it's exactly reflecting how they feel about you. So if that's what you want to experience, then if you find yourself having a controlling behavior, just remind yourself that that's not what you want to experience as well. And of course, the last one trait that's going to tell you if you are having one of the toxic traits... It's the lack of boundaries. Like you might struggle with respecting personal boundaries as well of some other people or both your own in the case that I mentioned in the example that I said previously. And this can lead to invasive behavior, like crossing boundaries without permission and disagreeing others' needs. So usually when you lack of boundaries yourself, it's either because someone had been keep crossing yours and you allowed yourself to not have boundaries in front of this person Anymore, which I understand it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility to create strong boundaries for yourself so you don't lack of boundaries and also respect someone else's boundaries so you don't violate their own space. And the moment you manage to respect your own boundaries, it's gonna come automatically that you're gonna be respecting someone else's boundaries as well. In time, you're gonna build respect towards this person that's respecting yours, and you respect them. And the last toxic trait, and I'm sure sure that it's not the only one. I could write here like an entire list of ones that I had over the years, but I'm more focused into giving you like the most important information in this episode. So for example, blame shifting. This specific blame shifting is when you rarely take responsibility for your actions or someone that's blame shifting rarely takes responsibility for their action. Instead, they shift blame onto others. They like might manipulate situations to make themselves a Innocent or victimized or better than others. Probably if you had been having this toxic trait, you know exactly what I mean. It's also about power and a lot about how other people see you. But if you have this issue, it means most probably that you have a problem accepting your behavior and you don't like taking responsibility for your actions and you'd rather make people agree with you on something than to do the change. And you should do the change. If If you struggle with this, if you do struggle with this, it means that at some point you met someone who did this to you. How did it felt? Not great, right? Then let's not be like that. Let's not be like that. The whole point on to the importance of healing our own toxic cycles and breaking these patterns is that at some point, if we keep bottling them up, they're going to explode. They're not going to bring us any good. They're just going to harm us mostly. And then the ones around ourselves that we want probably to give nothing but love to and we want to be loved by. And suddenly, you also cannot see the people that are really good for you. You see them through the eyes of... Of your unhealed toxic traits, or you might see everyone as a threat. You might be pushing people away or sabotaging every relationship you are in because. Either you're projecting everything onto your partner, either you're projecting your old story into this new story, and then instead of working onto keeping the past behind and learning from what hurted you and healing your traits so that you can be happy in your future relationship, either you're going to be a victim of this cycle that you keep repeating over and over and over. And that's not what we're doing here. Recognizing these toxic traits is the first step towards breaking the cycle. By becoming aware of this behavior, we can finally begin to address them and work towards healthier relationships and our personal growth. It is important to remember that nobody, nobody is perfect and we all have the capacity to learn, grow and change for the better. So I guess this concludes today's episode. If you would like me to make a part two of this, let me know. I can definitely do that for you. If you would like to share some of your stories with me, I would love to hear them. And I'll be more than happy to give you advice if you need. Or if you have any feedback to give me, please do not hesitate to appear on my Instagram or the podcast Instagram as well. And don't forget to share this episode with your loved ones if you found it helpful, with your friends, with your support system that you think they might need to hear this. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you love me. <laughs> and I'm going to be here again for you next Tuesday. As always, I love you and I wish you an amazing... Week. I love you, bye! Mwah.